Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, you're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sports 2 in partnership with the ECB. I'm John Norman and today joined by former England internationals Gareth Batty and Mark Pryor to look back at what turned out to be a good day for England on day one of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua. Certainly didn't look at, like it was going to end England's way. Um, In the early stages, with England getting off to the worst possible start, the new-look England top order suffering very familiar same-old problems. That's straighter. That's taken on the pad by Roach. He really wants that one, LBW. He's got it. Seals is in. Oh, that's an inside edge. It is brilliantly taken by Josh De Silva. Oh, and that's very, very close. Oh, it's out. Here is holding. Edge gone. Taken at second slip. Debutant Alex Lees, Zach Crawley, Joe Root and Dan Lawrence all falling cheaply. England reduced to 48 for four before Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstow rallied against the West Indies to take them to 115 for five before a 99-run partnership between Bairstow and Ben Folkes, England's current and past wicketkeepers, putting England in a much healthier position. Short, wide. And that has been crunched away by Johnny Bairstow. Folks comes down the ground. Oh, that's a beautiful shot. Here is Elzari Joseph. Short and pulled away by Johnny Bairstow in bang. Four runs through midwicket. Lovely shot. Folks fell for 42 to leave England on 214 for six. But the day was dominated by Bairstow, who continued his rich vein of form with his second hundred in his last three innings. Brathwaite in once again and uh, it's swept powerfully by Johnny Bairstow behind square on the leg side and he leaps in the air to celebrate his eighth test hundred. Plenty to discuss over the next uh, 50 minutes or so. You're listening to Following On.
Well, the um, cover's coming on at the uh, Sir Vivian Richards Stadium, North Sound, Antigua. Uh, I'm alongside Gareth Batty and Matt Pryor have been commentating on TalkSport 2 throughout the day. Uh, Bats, I'll start with you. It was uh, There were some familiar failings at the top of England's top order. And uh, whilst the, uh, the pencils were being sharpened, it must be said, some terrific new ball bowling as well. Yeah, they, they started well, the West Indians, um, led by Kemar Roach and Holder and, and, and Seals. They were they were good. They just hit fuller lengths. They swung the ball both ways. Uh, they were prepared to be driven, and they got the wickets on the back of that. You would suggest Crowley and Lawrence both just looking to push out in front of the body, play in front of themselves. Uh, Lee's caught on the crease. Fine piece of bowling from Roach. Uh, and then Joe Root, just one of those things, you know, it's it's a fine margin between leaving it, you know, perfect and it just clipping the top of off. So you wouldn't be too worried about the, the Root dismissal, but the, the drives, you're just saying, come on, it, it's outside the eye line. You're just pushing a little bit um, on a, on what looks like a new ball surface. Very easy to say in hindsight, but um, possibly just got to make the bowlers come to you a little bit more. Yeah, was it inexperienced, Matt? I mean, if you look at the players that were out on the drive, you know, Zach Crawley, I know he's the uh, senior partner alongside the debutant, Lease, But, you know, he, he hasn't played a lot of cricket for England. Back in the side again after a relatively successful Ashes, relatively. Uh, Dan Lawrence as well, you know, he's back at number four for the, well, actually for the first time. Even Stokes was caught actually in a, in a similar position. Not so much inexperience from him, but, you know, can you afford the England batsman that, uh, that credit, for want of a better word? Look, Lees was... was done let's be honest with just good bowling Kemar Roach from around the wicket was swinging the ball away from him towards the slips and he I think it was 18 19 balls that just went away went away went away and then that was the first one that he came back in and and that's something that Leeds will have to learn over over time so yeah you can put that one down to inexperience and good bowling from from an experienced Kemar Roach I tell you what I'll just break away Matt let's uh, cross to uh, the middle where Johnny Bairstow is uh, speaking with Samuel Badri a few tours over here it's an amazing place to come and um, obviously to, to score a century in any test match but especially here with the travelling fans that haven't been able to come for a couple of years uh, we're very fortunate to have them and yeah what an occasion it, it's, it's really great fun playing over here England in a spot of bother when you came to the crease 48 for four partnerships with Stokes folks and then walks what was that message that you guys shared during that period oh look we've we've spoken about partnerships um, and how crucial it can be not just up at, the, up at the top of the order but all the way through and um, if we can continue that tomorrow I think it's really important um, like you mentioned there was three big partnerships there uh, through the middle of the innings and uh, and they were crucial and hopefully that's um, going to be uh, those vital partnerships throughout the game conditions out in the middle you made it look easy but I'm sure it wasn't um, look, I think there's still plenty in it. Um, that far end could be interesting over the next day or so. I think you might have uh, quite enjoyed bowling on there. Give it tomorrow or the day after. But um, yeah, look, we'll have to see how it is again in the morning. That's obviously had a full day of wind uh, and sunshine on it. So look, we we reevaluate re in the morning, see if we can bat well again uh, in that morning session and see where we are. Yeah, 268 for six. Is there a score in the back of your mind that you think England should aim for? As many as possible. Um, that's that's going to be the key. Just try and get as many as we can in this first innings. Uh, we're fortunate in this game. We've got uh, some strong batters still to come. Um, and then, look, when we do come to bowl, it's about being patient. Uh, about being patient, applying ourselves, um, because it's going to be a bit attritional. Um, but like I say, if we can bat well tomorrow morning into the afternoon, then hopefully we'll go from there. Excellent batting once again from you, Johnny. Congratulations. Cheers. Thanks ever so much. 
Tell you what, Matt Pryor, he's a lot happier there than when he uh, got that century in Gaul, wasn't he? He's, uh, he looks actually, you know, he looks like he's, he knows he's got a chance here. He's got the backing of the team. Number six is back and just kind of looks like a bloke that's not kind of looking over his shoulder in the same way that he has done on times within that side. Yeah, I think he's spot on. He looks happy. Every other time he scored 100, it's almost like proving a point. You know, he's had yeah. to prove everyone wrong. And, and this time around, he's sort of, yeah, I've got the support of the players. I've walked in six. I've not got the gloves, but I'm okay with that. And, and off he went, scored a brilliant 100. I mean, he should be happy. He played beautifully. England were in real, real trouble. They needed a senior player to stand up. Let's hear from uh, Kamal Roach, who bowled beautifully at times today. Um, um, I guess we lost it a little bit after lunch and probably after tea, but I still six wickets on a day on a pretty flat pitch. I think we're still happy with that. 123 runs scored in that final session, just the one wicket. Are there any things that you could have done differently, perhaps? Yeah, obviously be a little tighter. Obviously, um, tighter lines, tighter lengths, uh, be more consistent. But obviously, tearing in the, in the last session of the day, um, pretty hot day as well. So, you know. All in all, I would just say the even day for us. And looking forward, projecting to tomorrow's day's play, what would be the plan? I know you guys will have to go and assimilate and come up with those plans, but what do you think will be the plan for tomorrow? Obviously, I'll be more consistent. Obviously, get the wickets as, as early as possible. and let the batsmen go out there and do the job. I think it's a very good pitch to bat on. And once the guys get in, I think we'll do a fantastic job of getting a lead in this game. Thanks very much, Kim. I go sure. well. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Thank you. That was Kamar Roach uh, talking with Samuel Badri. Going back to the Johnny Bairstow point, Matt, and then I want to talk to you about what Kamar just said about whether he, whether you agree that's as flat a pitch as he 
was suggesting there. But yeah, Johnny, you know, uh, smiling after the century today. But uh, hopefully he will feel he's got a run here. Yeah, he's another player and he needs a run now. You know, they may, you've got to make a few decisions here. And, and one of them is, is best they're going to play firstly. Is he going to play as a batter keeper? And if he's only going to play as a batter, where's he going to bat? Now they put him in at six. Um, you know, a few people saying bit unfair he's the more experienced player than Lawrence should best though actually have played at four and give the younger guy the opportunity to bat at six instead of you know it's best they're being pro- protected I, I don't really see that to be honest but look they've, they've made their call he's gone out he's reacted to it he scored 100 right let him play now let's just keep Johnny Bairstow <laughs> batting at six I think it was Macker or Manners that said, oh, well, will he be pushing for the gloves now? And I'm going, no, no, please not. Let's not do that one again. Folks has got the gloves. Leave him there. He looked really good with the bat as well. But let's just give Johnny Bester a bit of time, settled and stable within this team. Um, there was more swing. The, the stats will show um, that, that there was more swing. And West Indies did exploit it well. You were talking about the fact that there were two or three batsmen caught on the drive early on. But what Stokes, when he was in, Bairstow and Folks showed once again is if you can just get through, put the drive away for an hour, just get through and conditions will ease. And England will be very thankful to Bairstow because they have recovered from that horrendous start. But Bairstow had a couple of dicey moments. He was given out incorrectly. He did edge one over the, over the slips. Um, but it's just proof to see off the, see off the new ball and the game will come back your way. Yeah, it definitely will. And, and you know, you, you always need a bit of luck. You need a slice. If you're going to score big runs, you, you always need a slice of luck, a few things to go your way. But you, the thing about Test cricket now is everyone immediately goes, oh, the run rate. Everyone looks at run rate. Oh, they're only scoring two and over. They're only scoring 2.2. Well, that's the reality. When the ball's hard, hard and it's going around, you're not going to score runs. But England scored 123 runs in the last session of the day. That's where you make it up. If you've earned the right, you earn the right in the front half of the day to then go and have that 65 to 80 over period where the ball's doing nothing. It's old. The bowlers are tired. Then you kind of get through the 80 to 85. And, you know, when the new ball comes, yes, it might at the end of the day. Yes, it might do do a bit. It might swing. But the bowlers are tired. The pitch is flatter. You can also the ball can come on quite nicely and you can score runs like it did today. Bats, how do you see that pitch uh, deteriorating? Do you think it, it, it? I mean, Kumar Roach is saying it was a flat, a flat one today. Um, is it going to start offering a little bit more to the bowler as it goes on? I certainly don't see it as as out and out flat. Um, I feel like the ball did a, a decent amount for the first sort of thirty to forty overs um, of the innings at the early part of the day. As soon as the new ball was taken, we f- we saw Searle that. Um, Sorry, uh, Seals there, just he got it, just just something. He did Johnny Bairstow, who was 100 not out on the inside edge, and takes quite a lot, really, to be doing a guy who's set, played so well, in a good frame of mind, moving well to do them on the inside edge. Um, I, I still feel like there's a bit in that pitch. The one thing you would say, there was a period from about 55 overs right through to new ball, where you're saying it's a bit turgid, and... West Indies for periods did it very well. They set mid on and mid off nice and straight and a little bit deep. They bring extra cover, maybe straight mid wicket, a little bit straighter and in a fraction just in case you skimmed one off the face and you kept a slip, two slips, trying not to get hit square of the wicket and just dry the game up. The one thing England have possibly over the West Indies, we've got Mark Wood who can bowl with some extreme pace. We can change the pace of the game. 
And without being disrespectful to the West Indian spinner, I do think Jack Leach will come into the game a little bit. The wind has been picking up. You could hear it on the stump mic a little bit at the end there. You just feel like there's some decent wear and tear. There's some nice chewing up of uh, of certainly one end of the of the of the pitch, and you just feel like the spin can sort of hold from one end and take wickets, and you can mix up your uh, your seamers from the other. And uh, as a fellow Surrey man, your thoughts on Ben Folks back in the side after an extended period out. Uh, was unfortunate to miss out against New Zealand last summer because of a, a freak injury in the changing room. But he came in at a, a good time in terms of what the ball was doing, but a difficult time in terms of the pressure on him. He had to succeed. One of the things that did impress me about him was that he didn't get stuck. His strike rate was up there. And actually, in a weird way, he didn't rely on Johnny Bairstow to take the pressure off him. They seemed to take the pressure off each other. Yeah, he's done a lot of work on, on how he can open up different scoring options, how he can neutralise his balance uh, so he can afford himself to not just be reliant on sort of down the ground and leg side. He's opened up that offside uh, ability to play. He shut it down at times today because there was, there was some danger uh, sort of associated with playing outside the eye line. I think he's in as good a place as you'll ever see a, a, a guy coming back into a team. Um, I think he's very confident in... The work he's been doing, um, and I think he's at, at peace with his game. Uh, and I feel like that puts you in the best possible position. In the end, he got a pretty good ball that just shot a little bit and, and trapped him in front. Um, all in all, you would have said that that's a very nice little uh, sort of cameo back into the team, and you feel like he'll grow from that. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, Bats. And uh, last word from you, Matt. In terms of a score that England will feel um, is a good one, I suppose. Not a good score from when they were 48 for four, but uh, all in all, from what you've seen today, um, where would you see that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't agree with Kemar Roach and what he said. I think there is a bit in this wicket. I think that that's maybe a bit of, um, you know, trying to support his bowlers who, who probably know they didn't perform at, at their best. Um, it, it'll all depend on, on how England starts tomorrow, of course, but right now they will be looking at 350 minimum. Uh, I would suggest. And if they can get to that point, I think they're well, well in the game here. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, coverage on Talk Sports 2 will get underway at 1.30 on Wednesday with the first ball of the day um, taking place at 2 p.m. Our team um, uh, will con again consist of the like of uh, Gareth Bally and Matt Pryor, Jared Kimber, Neil Manthorpe, Andrew McKenna, Mark Butcher, Steve Harmson and Samuel Badri. Uh, I'm pleased to say I'm joined for the last few minutes uh, of the show by Georgie Heath, who's going to be keeping TalkSport listeners um, updated and informed and entertained throughout the evening as uh, England hopefully get off or get their campaign in New Zealand off to uh, a start after that. Oh, well, it was so close, wasn't it? I mean, it was ridiculous, Georgie. Honestly, I think I'm still recovering. It was it was one of those moments I was like, oh, this would be so easy to write a match report. Like, as much as Australia looked like they were going to win, no one wanted that. I was like, it's fine, straightforward. Then topsy-turvy, backwards and forwards. I honestly didn't know what to do. And then I spent the rest of the day sort of sat in this sort of stupor, being <laughs> like, we could have so done that. You know, we were so nearly there. Well, that that was it. Uh, that's ever... Oh, it just came, came so close. And you're absolutely right. The last thing you want when you're up all night watching a, a game of cricket is not knowing what your top line is going to be for the, the report you're writing for the Daily Telegraph. But uh, look, we'll, we'll let you do uh, your, your reports uh, throughout the night on West Indies, England. Uh, the listeners will know the score 
by the time they listen to the podcast. But you've been at Lords today. It's yes. International Women's Day, of course. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Oh, it's amazing. So obviously it's two years to the day since that moment, at the, that day at the MCG, the 80,000 watching the Women's T20 World Cup final, which was sort of the last massive event before everything went into shutdown so it was nice to sort of come around two years later to celebrate the women's game and it was all it was a massive exhibition and symposium of the women's game and how far it's come and how far there still is for it to go and celebration of the hundred and everything that's happened through that but then some amazing talks about the history of the women's game and even just things about how they used to have to fundraise. They went around selling chocolates from Thornton's at one point to get themselves on tour, to travel on a bus and then um, then a boat and just everything. And then they were playing and these, they had to play in skirts and stockings and they weren't allowed to wear trousers. It was just some of the history of it is just stuff you don't think about. And it's just hilarious. The last thing you want to do is dive around in a skirt. Think of the grass burns. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that is very much what I'm thinking about, diving around in a skirt. But uh, so that was today. Um, and you put together something for us, which will be uh, aired during the lunch break on day three. Yes. I, I must admit, at one point today, I wasn't sure if the game would go to day three. But I, d I did think that. I was sort of, don't tell the women's cricket fans, but I was slyly watching the score in the background. But yeah, it's, it was just amazing to look at. And they've got a new exhibition at Lords of so much women's cricket memorabilia. And some of the stuff there is just incredible. And to see that and to think about the events that have happened there like that historic 2017 sellout lords england beat india in that final is just amazing that is such a moment for so many girls and boys in the sport for something that they really remember and there was a girl there i met today that i've only ever spoken to on twitter before and she was like i was there and that just really locked down cricket for me as something that i loved and that's what you want to hear yeah, absolutely. I had a moment the other day, actually, because my son is five. I took him to his first football game on Saturday. And um, obviously he kind of um, he associates cricket with my work, which, of course, why wouldn't he? But I've taken him to watch a bit of cricket in New Zealand and also here in England. But what I found quite interesting, and I think this is key, really, to women's cricket being very visible is that the cricket was on. I was, I was, it was the England-Australia game, actually. Um, no, it wasn't. It was West Indies-New Zealand, which was a ridiculous game. And I was watching it at home, and he just started watching it. And it didn't matter to him whether it was men or women's cricket. It was just cricket. And that essentially is the point. And he will grow up with women's cricket on the TV, and it will be as normal to him as it is, uh, as it should be. And do you know what? This won't even be a conversation in about 10 years, will it? Yeah, it's so fab. And I think something like the 100 also was so good for that last year. You turn up for those double headers, which obviously originally weren't meant to be double headers. Yeah, so got a bit lucky there, didn't it? It was sort of a COVID silver lining in that one. And you found more and more people were turning up earlier to watch the women's games too. And then it just became that one franchise, male or female, you supported your team. And that's what you want to see. And then we just got to work a little bit on the... The prize, the prize money for women and the salaries for women. But we're getting there. It's all moving in such a good direction from the days of selling thorns on the street. Skirts, skirts, and, and, um, skirts and chocolates. That's skirts and scuff knees. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, it's just been amazing. And like they had um, Amara Carr was there today from London Spirit and obviously Sunrisers as well. And she was talking about the change she's seen and the more domestic contracts and what that's done for the professionalisation of the domestic game. Um, we're going to have the Rachel Hayhoe Flint final at Lords at the end of September, which is going to be mega. I'm going to have to stop you there because you've got to get downstairs to do your reports because your match is starting in about three minutes' time. Um, uh, the second day of the first test match 
All three tests on TalkSport 2, of course, gets underway on TalkSport 2 at half past one. First ball at 2pm. It just about ended up being England's day. 48 for four at one stage, but thanks to a magnificent century from Johnny Bairstow, uh, England just about ahead uh, on day one. Bairstow and Woke still at the crease. They'll be there tomorrow as England finish the day. 268 for six on TalkSport 2. Roach goes in and Lee squeezes this out, back with a point. He's underway, England are underway with a boundary. That's straighter, that's taken on the pad by Roach. He really wants that one, LBW, he's got it. Seals is in, oh, that's an inside edge. It is brilliantly taken by Josh De Silva. Well, it's the same problems all over again. They're 17 for two. New team, same problem. Oh, and that's very, very close. Oh, it's out, that's bowled him. That is an absolute jaffa from Kemar Roach. Joe Root can barely believe it, but he is gone and England are three down for 27. Here is Holder. Edge gone, taken at second slip. Jason Holder has the wicket. Dan Lawrence is on his way. And I'm afraid the rebuild, as modest as it was, is over. Well, the rebuild was probably four course bricks high and it's just blown over. Seals goes in and uh, Johnny Besto pulls that around to the leg side. That's brilliantly timed. Short, wide. And that has been crunched away by Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, good shot. Stokes. Oh, that's short and pulled away with uh, some might. That's a beautiful shot. And an emphatic four for Ben Stokes. Yeah, there's definitely a calmness about this partnership. Don't want to put the mockers on it. 115 for four. Jaden Seals in. Bold him! He's got through. It looked like a half volley. But it swung in and it snipped the inside edge onto the leg stump for four. And he's gone. Stokes has gone for 36. And suddenly England's rebuild is over and they're back in deep trouble at 115 for five. Roach in, lovely drive again by Folks. That one is flicked away behind Square on the leg side. That's a lovely shot from Ben, folks. I can certainly say that Ben works as hard as anybody, if not more. Bouncy yes, 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 yes. action, short and wide, and Bairstow is in no mood to miss out on that gift. Johnny Bairstow brings up a half century, an excellent half century under these circumstances. Folks comes down the ground. Oh, that's a beautiful shot. What a beautiful stroke that is. To finish the over, Seals is in. That's a short arm pull from Folks. That was a great shot from Johnny Bairstow. Oh, there's a big appeal for leg before wicket. Up goes the finger. Think he might review that, but I, it kept a bit low and I don't think it looks good for Ben Folks at all. In back in line. Wicket's yeah. hitting. Here is Elzari Joseph. Short and pulled away by Johnny Bairstow in emphatic fashion. Little short arm pull, bang, four runs through mid-wicket. Lovely shot. Oh, what a shot. Brathwaite in once again, and uh, it's swept powerfully by Johnny Bairstow behind square on the leg side, and he leaps in the air to celebrate his eighth test hundred. He's loving it. So here we go then. Final ball of the day. Seals goes in, and Chris Wokes stays in line, plays it back down the pitch, past the stumps at the non-striker's end. Marks his guard one more time and the umpire calls time for the day and it's the end of the first day of this three match series and it's one that England well they started badly but they've ended it in really really good shape The 
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 